Here's another study from Calvary Chapel, Rochester. Um, I was always kind of a character, I guess, even as I, when I was a little tiny kid. I was born on a farm just outside of Pine Island, about a mile out. And, uh, oh, I did things before I was three. I did things like I drove the car into the corn crib, and, um, and I went out in the pasture, and I petted the bull, and I got in trouble for that, too. I, I seemed to always get in trouble. But anyway, um, my mom bless her heart, she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I was, I was an afterthought, I was an oops baby. My, my youngest sister was 16 when I was born. But anyway, so my mom had a lot of time just for me. And I'm so thankful that she did. Um, and she was so very careful. Back, I, should, I shouldn't tell you this, it'll tell you how old I am. But um, back in 46, there was this huge um, polio epidemic. It was one of the early polio epidemics. And she was so extremely careful with me. I, I mean, she wouldn't take me anyplace where she thought there was a possible chance that I might get infected and everything. Well, one morning, this was August 28th, 1946, I called out to my mom. I said, I can't get up. I was in my bed, and um, I couldn't. I had polio. And then I spent the next eight months in St. Mary's Hospital. They didn't do things like they do now. You go in one day and you're out the next. Um, it was a long, long time being there. There were lots of kids there, lots of adults, but lots and lots of kids there. And my mom, bless her heart, she was such an awesome gal. She um, took the bus. She didn't drive. She took the bus every day and was with me every day while I was down there. So, you know, I have so much to be thankful for. Well, they got me going on crutches and braces and crutches. And I was, um, the doctor said, I, you know, I, I think she should start school because we, we don't want her to lose what she's gained down here. So they had to talk to the school board, and they got me into school when I was still, I did kindergarten when I, it was back when kindergarten was in the summertime. So I got my kindergarten started when I was four years old. And um, my dad, in order to make it easier for me, they moved from the farm. He built a house in town for me. So I've been spoiled a lot in my life, <laughs> a lot of spoiling. So anyway, things went well all, all through grade school. We had you know one of those big old brick schools that was about three stories high. A lot of steps to climb in there. It wasn't real easy, but we did it. And then um, they decided my back had gotten so crooked. You can see I said crooked now. But um, I had to have a spinal fusion. Well, that, again, was not an easy procedure back then. It was in a cast from here down to my hips. And they had to do surgery two times to get a bone from this leg and one from this leg, so two different times of surgery. And in the cast for six months. Well, they put up a hospital bed in our living room, and so that's where I spent a lot of time. Um, and so I did three months of school at the school, three months of school at home. One of the teachers came over and tutored me, and three months at, down in the hospital in school. So I had, that was quite a year. 
But, and then when I came back to school, they were building then, uh, we ended up on the third floor of the old school building for two of our classes. So I, that was 66 steps to go up to get to, to class. So it was an exciting time. <laughs> but I made it through school. And um, I started playing the saxophone when I was in junior high, I guess. And I loved it and did quite well with that. And was was asked to come to the Dorian Music Festival down at Luther College and play in that band. So I was down, went down there two different years, and I knew that they were going to be going to Europe the year that I would have been a freshman after my freshman year there. So I decided, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there to school because I'd sure like to go to Europe. <laughs> so I did, and um, I managed to pass all of the tests and get into the concert band. And uh, I remember when Weston Noble called me up and said, do you think you can manage this? And I said, yep. And I did. And I, I tell you, I had the best time going to school down there. It was absolutely incredible. And the friends that I made in the, from the band were just amazing. And we had the best time. And I provided them with a few laughs, too. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to tell you this one. I wasn't going to, but I, I just have to. It's so funny. <laughs> well, we, we were doing a, a little tour around southeastern Minnesota and northern Iowa, getting prepared for our big trip. And so we were, back then, we dressed very formally. We had these black, long gowns that the girls all wore, and the guys wore tuxes and all that and stuff. And... Um, well, we played in Austin at a concert there. And it was up on the second level to get into the gymnasium where we were playing. Well, when we were ready to leave, two of the guys said, we'll carry you down the stairs. I said, okay. So one got on each side of me, and they started down the steps. And my toes didn't go. And next thing, I'm laughing so hard I can't tell them to stop. I, here I am, straight out like this, <laughs> with this long black <laughs> And I tell you, from Austin all the way back to Decorah, that bus laughed the whole time. <laughs> and I could tell you lots of stories. But anyway, we finally we did get to, to go to um, Norway. We played a month of concerts in Norway and got to stay with different families and things. And it was an awesome experience. I won't tell you stories from there, but it was just incredible. And then we got to spend the rest of the summer touring around um, the continent. So we got all the way down to Italy and France and all over the place. It was just an incredible time. And we came back, and we were traveling by ship. This was all by ship that we traveled, Norwegian, Air, Norwegian cruise lines. And we got back to New York, and then we hopped on a bus, and we went down to Florida. And we played. We were the official band for a big Luther League convention down there. So it was quite a summer. Well, in the meantime, I didn't want to go back to Luther because I got snowed in the dorm for a week during the winter, and I thought, I can't do that again. And so my folks and I were having this <clears throat> slight argument overseas and back and forth, 
um, because I said I wanted to go to school out in California so I didn't have to worry about snow. made sense to me. And my sister lived out there. So I thought, hey, no problem. I can do that. So I go from this little town of about 1,000 people at that time to a college of about 2,000. I got accepted, and I, my folks, much against their better judgment, took me out to California. And I went to school at San Jose State, which I'm a San Jose State grad. And, um, but my goodness, that was, I, we got there, and this school is like 18,000 students or something like that. I mean, it's like, what did I get into there? Oh, that was a totally amazing experience. <laughs> but I made it through, made it through in three years. And then, well, I decided I was going to be a social worker. And what did I do? You know, I, I think so clearly sometimes. <laughs> Where did I get accepted and decide I wanted to go to school? Uh, first, I, my first choice was Hawaii. My folks said, uh, no way. <laughs> so I came back to the University of Minnesota. <laughs> Got snowed in a little there, too. <laughs> I remember taking a, one of my tests out in the car in the parking lot because it was so bad. But anyway, I made it through that graduate school. So I have my master's degree in social work from the University of Minnesota. And from there, I went to um, the state hospital in Rochester, where I had interned one summer. And I worked there for four years, and that was an incredible experience. I worked, um, they had the medical area that was, they did medical services for all over the state, for all the state institutions. And so I, I worked in that, that was their social worker there. And I also then, I decided that I really wanted to work with some of the psychiatric patients. So then I worked um, over in the building for the, the chronic the women's chronic building, and the men's admitting. So I had quite an experience, and a, very, very amazing. And, uh, but it, I was, was very blessed. So that, and then following that, my work career, um, after we'd been married, well, my husband and I were married, and we'd moved to the cities. I was telling somebody that we'd moved four times in the first year we were married, then we Finally got back to Pine Island. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you won't believe this one. We moved all oh, those four times, came back to Pine Island. My home address when I was growing up was 205 2nd Street Southwest. We bought a home in Pine Island where we still live, 205 2nd Street. We, one, I moved one block from where I grew up. <laughs> Didn't even have to learn, learn a new house number. So anyway, so that it was interesting. But um, after David was born after our first year, and uh, then we, that, everything was going fine and everything. And then I had a gal that I used to work with at the state hospital call me and said that she was moving on and she had been working at um, a nursing home in Rochester and would. Oh, Wait, I take that back. Maybe she did. She was recommending me for that position of the social worker there. I was the first social worker there. At the, the one out on the highway. It used to be called just Rochester Healthcare. Yeah. So that I was their first social worker. That was when that was mandated that they had to have social workers. And I ended up working there for 14 years. And then I went on to Samaritan Bethany downtown. 
and I was there for three years. Well, then my back really gave out on me again. I said, oh, man, I don't think I can keep doing this. So um, they had a part-time job in Pine Island. I thought, perfect. So I started in Pine Island, and I worked there. And the gal that I was, the other social worker, was um, pregnant. And when she had her baby, she called me and said, Lois, I'm not coming back. So I ended up, again, with a full-time job. And then <laughs> they had an assisted living right next to it, Evergreen Place. And when that, that position opened up, I became manager of that, along with being the social worker. So I was doing two full-time jobs instead of one part-time. <laughs> I only did that two years. Later. That was getting too much. But I, so I, was, I ended up being at Pine Haven then for 10 years that I worked there. So that's my, my work history. Uh, I think I've told you part of my family history. We have David was born the year after we were married. And I went back to work, like I said. And oh my goodness, I got so sick. I had the flu for three months. I was so sick. Well, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> and, and that, but David was 11 years old when Anne was born. So, you know, I wasn't thinking about babies at all at that point in time. <laughs> so, but God has blessed me with two children and six grandchildren now. And so I just feel very, very blessed. And, and he's just seen me through so many things. But while um, David was little, I, we were going to the Lutheran Church, which is attached, their, their property is attached to ours, which so is was real handy. Anyway, we went there, and um, the minister had a bunch of us come in and was teaching us special classes on the Bible, and we were supposed to do some ministry after that. But I thought, hmm, this doesn't all fit in quite together, and ended up being born again from that experience. So the Lord works in mysterious ways sometimes. And uh, Jim and I were both baptized. Oh, remember when the lake was right by, the, by Orinoco? where you could see it from 52. We were, we were baptized in that lake. So that was really cool. And uh, so that was, that was a neat thing. And then what I remember next that I was going to tell you about was um, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Usually, you know, you talk about people going to all of these wonderful meetings and things and being baptized. I was alone by myself in my bedroom and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it was just amazing, totally amazing, incredible experience. And then I, I started, you know, I said, oh, Lord, now all of these wonderful things, I, I know you're going to be curing me. I'm going to be walking around, and I'll be going all these places, and I'm going to be giving my big testimony. Thinking me, you know, I mean, that's thinking yourself way too much. And he's, it was almost an audible voice that I heard saying to me, from my grace is sufficient. I mean, it came through, so I was like, okay. And, you know, the, that whole verse, 2 Corinthians twelve nine, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is, or my power is made perfect in weakness. Okay, so I was meant to be weak. So, <laughs> but, you know, he, he just blessed me in such such an incredible way, and 
Oh, we've, we've met so many wonderful Christian people and just been so totally blessed in our walk of faith. And uh, I'm so glad to be here with this group now, uh, be with our son and his family and be with these wonderful Christian people here. And But I have to tell you, and I'm going to introduce my friend Diane sitting back there. She and I... Hi, Diane. <laughs> She and I and Deb, this thing next to her, we've been praying. We've been praying together for a long time, but one day, not well, it was this just during this past year. She and I were having lunch together, and we were talking about how we loved the Lord, how we were still doing all of our praying, but that fire wasn't there like we'd had way back when, and um, we we kind of dropped the subject, and I, but it kept kind of getting to me. The next day, my husband and I do a lot of driving around. He does that to keep me out of bed. So anyway, we were driving around, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, what is it, Lord? What is it? How can we do this? He said, prayer and fasting. I said, oh, okay. So I called Diane, and I said, Diane, when should we do this? And she thought about it, and and she came up with Thursdays. So what we do is we have... uh, I do a 12-hour fast and then spend time. It used to be Thursday mornings always that I would spend in prayer. But the Lord started waking me up in the middle of the night to do my praying. So I'd spend like maybe some, a lot of times it ended up being a couple hours of prayer time in the middle of the night. And then something really awesome happened. He started giving me what I call them, I forgot to bring it today, golden nuggets from God, I call is what I call them, or he just would give me a, a quick little message of some kind. Well, the very first one I got, and I forgot to bring it because I was in such a hurry and thinking about the weather, shame on me. But anyway, um, it was Best Friends, B, J-C-B-F-F, Jesus Christ, Best Friend Forever. Well, the neatest thing happened, and Deb was involved in this, we um, were celebrating our birthdays in the summer and they made up t-shirts for us that say jcbff on them they're really cool <laughs> and i wish i'd have brought one but i completely forgot so anyway that was that was the beginning of it and i don't know he's given me i would say almost 20 of these different kinds of nuggets and they just are so different and they usually i get a visual picture because i'm a very visual person and i see things but this last one or not the last one, but one of the last ones, was beyond our comprehension. Well, what he'd been showing me all through the night was all of the incredible things that he has done. And let me tell you, I mean, wow, you can't even begin when you start thinking about it. All the amazing things. And just the creation of, you know, from an atom, and using atoms in all these different ways, all the things that he's made, and the beauty of this world and all of that. So I'm I'm so excited about it. I want to tell Teresa. I said, Teresa, come in here. I got to tell, share this with you. She comes in and I said, This is the nugget beyond our comprehension. She looks at me. And the night before, what did she, was the last thing that she'd written in her journal? Beyond our comprehension. And the Lord, every time I get one of these nuggets, it is confirmed in some way that I know that it is a word from God. So I am so thankful for so many things. 
And I'm, I think I've talked a long time, haven't I? <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to share that with you. And I would like to invite any of you, all of you, to join us in our prayer on Thursday mornings. Sometimes, you know, if you're working, you can't do the fasting. That so, but if you can pray, that's great. And um, we've we've had people from as far north as Canada all the way into Texas who are have joined up with us in praying. So we invite you to join up with us too. Thank you.